everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where New York City public schools are closed, everyone's Zooming, but restaurants and bars are open till 10. So basically, welcome to Chelm. I go away on vacation, and things are just as nutty as when I left. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, a tan Miriam L. Wallach. You can hear all about my vacation at the top of the hour when Nahum and I reconvene. We get back together. We sit across the desk from each other again during the live lunch at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Until then, I'm still the general manager. They didn't change the keys while I was gone. General manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You didn't, you know, the, the, the keys are still, the keys work. All right, that's true. I lost one of the keys, so the keys don't. Yeah, the locks weren't changed. I get it. Okay, okay. Well, yep, nothing's changed, folks. I go away, I come back, nothing's changed. Anyway, you can find me here right after Allison, right before Nahum's live lunch. And hey, you know what else hasn't changed? The need for you to wash your hands with soap and water. Yep, 20 seconds. Somebody said, or they're posting signs all over the place, that uh, it's happy birthday twice. If you sing happy birthday to yourself twice, then you can basically make sure that you have washed your hands for the complete 20 seconds. I figure that if you sing Hoshia Esamecha, not only are you counting a minion, but also you've gotten to 20 seconds. I know you don't want to do that in the bathroom. All right, fine, whatever. You get my point. Either way, wash your hands with soap and water. Practice social distancing, folks, and wear masks. It's really not difficult. It wasn't difficult on vacation. It wasn't difficult on a plane, even though, again, as I told you, you'll hear about it during the live lunch. But it's just not difficult in general. I still don't get, two weeks later, we're still trying to convince certain people that they need to wear a mask in public. I, I, I don't understand. By the way, if you're one of those people who's bike riding and who's wearing a mask but not wearing a helmet, right, we should have a different kind of conversation. But right now we're just focused on masks. So, yeah, wear a mask. It's really not that difficult, and it's a genius idea. Somebody actually posted this morning, wear a mask. What did they write? Wear a mask on Thanksgiving and prevent a... Oh, shoot. I'm, I'm destroying it. Whatever. The bottom line is, is that if you wear a mask now and you don't get together with family for Thanksgiving, you'll prevent uh, your uh, December holiday season from looking very, very bad with you having a different kind of mask on your face. But I destroyed it, so it's neither here nor there. Let's do the fortune cookie. Um, you look perplexed by what I just said, but I'll explain more during the live lunch. It made sense online. All right, forget it. Whatever. Let's do the fortune cookie. This one looks like a winner. This one looks like a winner. You know why? Because it's not broken into 72 pieces. And that's all it takes for my fortune cookie to look like a winner. I haven't opened a fortune cookie in so long. It's been like two weeks. All right, here we go. The great aim of education is not knowledge, but action. Or in the case of Mayor de Blasio, inaction. That is correct. Way to go, fortune cookie. Uh, Let's do the national holidays today. American Made Matters Day. Yeah, try to buy American Made. You remember, it was in the 80s. It was in the Made in the USA label. That was one of the best jokes on West Wing. And, of course, it wouldn't be, you know, Miriam Wallach on the air on Thursday without a West Wing mention, is when Leo says, I think that even the Made in the USA labels are now made in China. Yeah, all right, fine. There might be something to that. But either way, support the USA. Buy something made in the United States today. It's also Children's Grief Awareness Day. It's Educator for a Day. It's the Thursday of American Education Week, and that is this week. So shout out to all those teachers who really have been doing Herculean efforts on behalf of our students 
for the last number of months. I'd say till March, since March. Students are, 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 I mean, many, many students are suffering. Teachers are absolutely doing their best. It's also the Great American Smokeout, which is always the third Thursday in November. It's Have a Bad Day Day. No, I don't think I will. I'm planning on having a good day. It's International Men's Day, National Parent Involvement Day, National Rural Health Day. It's Rocky and Bullwinkle Day. I know. Isn't that fun? On the day that you're also supposed to have a bad day, it's Rocky and Bullwinkle Day. How is that possible? How is that possible? Use less stuff day. Nope. Not something for me. Uh, Women's Entrepreneurship Day. Way to go for that. It's also World Pancreatic Cancer Day. We're going to possibly talk about that during the live lunch as well. It's World Philosophy Day as well. And it's also Thankful Thursdays. Thankful Thursday is a day with the day of the week where you take a beat, you take a break, and you reflect on something for which you are thankful. And with that, I look forward to speaking to my guest this morning. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Alexander Rappaport is the executive director of Maspia. He joins us this morning. He has joined us before. And actually, we're, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving. But as I teased on social media, we're not discussing Thanksgiving the way you would expect to. Alexander and I are not sharing recipes this morning. We're not sharing cooking tips. But we are going to share how to bring bounty to other people, people who are in need. Alex, good morning. Good morning, and thank you for having me. It's so nice to be back. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. So, Maspia, I, I, I would have to imagine you guys have been working, I don't even want to say double time, quadruple time since March, since COVID hit. Is that an understatement? Uh, that's about right. We actually are experiencing a 500% increase in demand. And up until three weeks ago, we now started uh, doing 24 hours. So oh. we opened... Sunday, sometime in the morning, and finish at Friday, sometime in the morning. And we go throughout now because that's how many people we have. We don't even close in the middle of the night. We just go throughout every day serving people in need out of three locations. Oh, my word. One in Brooklyn and one in Queens. Oh, my word. You know, I watched a quick video from CBS News early this morning um, showing food lines, cars, backed up for miles, waiting for hours for food to be placed in their trunks, in people's trunks, um, frozen turkeys and a variety of other foods in preparation for Thanksgiving. And you almost looked at these lines of cars as if they were almost escaping a hurricane. It was that kind of traffic, that kind of backup. But instead, they were waiting on food lines in their cars. And these masked volunteers were putting these pre-allotted bunches and bags of food in people's trunks. And, I, you know, I, I can't say I'm surprised by the need that you, that Maspia is facing, but for people not to appreciate that it's happening in their backyard, wherever their backyards are, it's happening in your backyard too. And it's so important that we as members of the global community, we as members of each other's community, take part in helping each other. Have people turned out to help Maspia? So the, the quick way I try to say this is that the fact that what we're doing is it means that Tens of thousands of people are helping us. We would not be able to do such a mobilization without thousands and thousands of donors and volunteers who stepped up. People actually 
are giving now, those who can are giving now better than they ever gave. Um, while, on the other hand, we also have some of our past donors who are now on our lines, um, which is very sad. And I can tell you stories about that. People who had my personal cell phone will now find themselves online and they're embarrassed and oh. we are trying to accommodate them. But on the other hand, um, I like to say Masbia is like that little uh, pony ride, that kitty ride that you have in front of the store and you put in a quarter and it shakes. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of quarters from a lot of people, and that's what we do. That's what keeps the lights open, and that what keeps the food um, supply full in our place is the tens of thousands of good people who come together who make it happen. And uh, just to address, you spoke about the long lines, and I mentioned before we are open now 24 hours. One of the things we worked throughout the last nine months is how do we get rid of the lines? How do we get people off this terrible, humiliating bread line. So what we came up with, staggering appointments. We don't serve more than like four people every 10 minutes. We have people make appointments ahead of time. And like with a text message system, we have a robot that has a text message system, kind of an app that people can now have like a staggered 24-hour appointment where we then don't have them uh... Alex Alex we lost you a second do we have Alex back all right well let's take a break for a second you're listening to that's life here at the Nahum Siegel Network and we are discussing the food shortage the need for members of our community to be fed with alexander rapaport from maspia if you go to maspia.org right now you can donate and alex is I'm back on, I'm on. there you are you're back you're discussing okay. right now the the uh, that the, the uh, appointments uh, yes i was explaining that we could people can get a digital appointment and know exactly the 10 minutes that they'll be served and not be on a bread line so we t- we moved the entire bread line which serves at each location, close to 500 families a day. We now have that all invisible. There's only just a few people in front of our facilities. So if you would pass our facility um, in, in April and May and June, you would see a lot of people, long lines going around the corner. Now you just come in front of our facility, you see a few people in masks. You don't even know who's the client and mm. who's the uh, volunteer. And very quickly, people get served in a very dignified way, in a very healthier way, where there's less people, less people together at once. And therefore, um, we're able to serve so many more. And the way, the, the how we doing it, we're, we're doing it is by staggering it out to 24 hours. We actually had a nurse arrive 2.30 uh, last night. When was it? Wednesday night. Uh, it was Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, and right. she was a half hour late, and we gave her the slack, a nurse during a pandemic, oh. being a half hour late. So we said, okay, we'll do it for you. Right. Uh, um, it's always so, so, it's... That, so we have in New York City people coming in the middle of the night, the middle of the day, right. all the time coming for food. It's always so important to Maspia not just to do it, but to do it right and to do it in a dignified way. And I, I, I really applaud that effort, especially at a time where the need is so much higher than it has been. And the, um, and, and, 
there would be possibly, let's say, an inclination to just get it done. But instead of just wanting to get it done, you're still making sure to to serve the community and serve those in need in a dignified manner. And I really applaud you for that because it must have taken some true ingenuity to try and come up with a system that would allow for, number one, social distancing, number two, making sure that the each location has X number of people and doesn't violate, you know, today's ordinance of how many people you can have in a facility. And also just making sure that, again, the, the lines are moving and that people are being treated in a dignified manner. It must have really taken some work. A lot of work. It was a slow process from the, from the beginning, like kind of like even intake. If you can think of it, if we have a 500% increase in demand, then intake becomes most of the problem. You need to say that every person is a first-timer, and that's part of the story here. We're in, in March, April, May, June. It flipped the statistic on us. Usually we have 5 to 10% a day, the person that never was at a soup kitchen before. Mm. We had days where 90% were first-timers. So wow. it was just so hard, so much harder to do things. We slowly started using this app. Where this app called Plentiful, an amazing app. And we, we and it's not only like when we, you said we, we try to do it dignified for our clients. Right. It was also for the neighborhood. Mm. Think of all the stores and the blocks we operate. Think of, think of all the houses around the corner that in the beginning, the first couple of weeks and months, they were being very disruptive by this long line oh. that was not creating a good vibe and a good mood to the block, to the neighborhood. Now that everything is so nice and efficient, it just gives everybody just that more, uh, um, really more better feel about right. the neighborhood, the block. The, st- the store owners on the block now can operate. If they get out of the red zone, they um, at least can operate with, with very minimal disruptions. That's also part of the mix here that. Yes, the first few weeks, everything was closed. It was a lockdown. It was easy to operate 500, deep, uh, 500 family deep lines, and no one was interrupted. But as stores came back and opened up, right. it was very disruptive. So oh. kind of we figured out a way to uh, keep serving even more people, but in a very streamlined way. Well, I didn't even it didn't even occur to me, but that must have been such a, an additional burden that you probably didn't expect. I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, the fluidity with which organizations need to rebound. I mean, businesses in general, but organizations need to rebound in order to accommodate whatever next curveball is sent their way is really quite astounding. The fact that you are not only I'm going to use the word surviving, but not only surviving, but thriving in terms of being able to meet the needs in the community is really just, it's remarkable. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We're jo- we are joined by Executive Director, must be as Executive Director, Alexander Rappaport. I really encourage everyone to go to musbia.org. There is a COVID-19 food emergency drive going on right now. If you look at the homepage, you can see it literally in bright red letters. It says COVID-19 food emergency. Sponsor food during this historic hunger crisis. And yes, it certainly is historic. But let's also talk about Thankful Thursday. Let's talk about how we can turn this opportunity in, and, and make a Thanksgiving for someone next week. I mean, I joked, Alex, that you and I are not swapping recipes, even though before 
Rosh Hashanah Maspia has done the uh, their Tzimis booklet, which I always think is adorable and is such a great idea. And I'm sure that Chef Diaz is working overtime and trying to make sure that next week there's plenty of turkey for anybody who stands online. But let's talk for a second about what people can actively do right now, what people can do. They can donate money. They can, they can donate product. Tell people what they can do and how they can get involved. Sure. So like you said, very simple, the simplest way and the easiest way and the, the most fluid way, something that we could put right into action. And I like to say if anybody gives a dollar to Masbia, before two weeks, it will be in the person's stomach. Wow. So our, we're still a very hand-to-mouth grassroots organization. We, we, um, we purchase, if people give us money, we, we really maximize their dollars. We now buy by the trailer loads food and and we really kind of make sure to get items that kind of maximize people's pantries that's what i do all day Mm -hmm. figure out how can we take dollars and maximize it the most right we also get a lot of donations from a lot of generous uh, um, kosher companies we uh, and together with your dollars and a lot of food donations and food rescues we, we end up delivering now about 12 tractor trailer loads worth of food every week. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, and, that, and that is in, in raw uh, um, groceries to people. We also have ready-to-eat food, some of the more senior people, people with different needs in different situations. And sometimes, again, it's still COVID. We got a call yesterday from a mother, a regular client, but she got COVID and Ugh. has one child and not feeling well. And doesn't have food for the weekdays, for Shabbos, or she's just not feeling well. So some people need ready-to-eat food at some point. So, so that is that, we, and our re- go 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 for no, it. No, you uh, go for um, it. You're doing a better pitch than I am. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the ready-to-eat food we only do now to go, meaning to right. say mm. it must be a, it was started as a restaurant style, but now is only ready to eat to go. So people arrive at our facility. We operate everything on the outside, on the sidewalk in front of our facilities. We started all that before the city even announced. And we started doing only outdoors, only to go. And Baruch Hashem, all our staff, and volunteers stayed well from the beginning. We, we try to do it very safely. We, we all of us wear our masks and PPE. We even get, we gave out hundreds and thousands of masks in the neighborhoods mm. we operate. Uh, we try to keep it safe. And it's, it, let me just tell you, last night was the hardest night for our staff ever. It was bitter cold for oh. the first time in the season since the pandemic, but we stayed outside. Unbelievable. So Unbelievable. It's really, I mean, you are you are surrounded by a team of heroes, and I, I completely applaud you guys, as always. Are you still taking volunteers, or because of the situation, because of the pandemic, you're limited, and I use that quote, that word in quotation marks, you're limited to using only your staff? So so we do use volunteers. We It's obviously harder. Like, we're not doing group volunteers. We're more like, because it's only on the outside, on the sidewalk in front of our facility, and we just go in and out just to take out inventory or to put in inventory. Um, so it's limited in scope. What we do, we, uh, um, so but we could, it's not limited because we also do 24 hours. So if someone is available, 
at 4 a.m. in the morning, we have something to do for them. So, so it's less like if it's a family of 10, it's a little too much. Right. But a group of two or three can come at once and, and we'll put them to work. So for sure, we will take volunteers at any time. Actually, we could use volunteers. In the beginning of the pandemic, the first two months, we had almost no volunteers at all, and we had to hire a lot of temps oh. to be able to, to survive. Um, because, And I don't blame them. The temps, uh, people didn't know what they right. should do or shouldn't do or didn't even know that we are only working on the outside underneath tents and, <sighs> and that sort of thing. But uh, for now, volunteers are coming back. It's picking up slowly. It's not like every year. I mean, uh, in the prior years, the two weeks before Thanksgiving, we would get an inquiry every two minutes about volunteering. Now it's just a couple of days. But it's it's still there. People are starting to come back, and it is helpful. And obviously we do things we take safety right. uh, uh, very serious. We don't allow anybody in the building without taking a temperature check or yeah. any of the, anything. Of the, everything that's according to is done according to protocol, and mainly done in the outside where it's just so much safer. And that's why we're sticking to it despite the weather. I hear you. Yeah, despite the weather, it's not going to get prettier here in New York in terms of the weather. org is where you can donate, and we we really encourage you. I mean, if you're if you're spending as I am three and a half dollars on a cup of coffee, imagine how far that three and a half dollars could go if you give it to Musbia. Let me just ask you a question, Alex. If people are listening now, first of all, and they're in need, how do they sign up for a slot? And are they so so that they can go and pick up their to go meals? And also, are you giving out um, oper- giving out frozen turkeys or anything in specific for next week? Yes. So so we have a limited amount of frozen turkeys of what we got donated from different sources. But we will also towards the end of the week include with people um, turkey drumettes. That these are ah. smoked turkey drumettes that are ready to eat. And it has like an each, uh, so to speak, ready-to-eat pouch. It has like, like two portions in them. Mm. What we find is that these huge turkeys, especially the kosher ones, who come only like to the 10, 12-pound size, yeah. by the t- uh, it, there's a lot of waste in that. So we do want to give people turkey, you know, uh, but we want to give it and maximize our dollars and end up giving to the thousands of people we have, not just a limited few. Therefore... Uh, we chose to go with what we call the turkey drumettes, where people uh, get a packet of smoked turkey drumettes. It's all done ahead of time. It's in the refrigerator already, um, and they, they don't need, they don't have to eat it on Thanksgiving. It probably has a shelf life of a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, and and it's and it's delicious. We have been doing that for the last two or three years, but this year especially. Um, for a lot of seniors uh, um, who cannot go out and going to have Thanksgiving alone, this is going to be already ready to eat. Just put in the microwave. It's good to go. We will have limited kosher. Just uh, when I say limited, because we do over 5,000 families a week. And if we have a couple of hundred turkeys, man, it's almost like, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not, not even making it dense. I hear you. Get some of the, so we're, we're, we will um, share that with the people in need, but it's going to be like a, almost like a blimp, like almost, it's going to be gone in no time. Right. Um, the, the, the other uh, the other option we did stock up nicely, 
and we will be uh, um, sharing that on like on Wednesday and Thursday next week with all the clients, and that we have plenty of that. And it's it's a little it's, so to speak. It makes more sense. Uh, think think of a kosher turkey costs a pretty penny, and if right. we could give it to a small family and it goes to waste, it's really chaval. Oh, no, I but hear it, that. It, yeah, I hear that. I hear that wholeheartedly. So quickly, just tell us. People sign up how? So the, the easiest way to, uh, um, to get the raw groceries is to text the word food to the word pantry, so the, the numerical. Oh. Uh, um, so food to pantry gets you an appointment. For the ready-to-eat packages, you actually do not need an appointment. If you arrive any time after 3 p.m. throughout dinner, you get the the ready-to-eat food is a shorter line, and we don't need appointments for that. We are able to just have a, a um, first come, first serve, and we we could manage that line easily. Right. But the dinner meal, people can come without an appointment. The, the for raw groceries, it's you text the word food to pantry, the word pantry and the numeric based on your um, based on the numbers. Yeah, it's, I'll and, tell you something. I haven't texted a word to a no, like th- that kind of system in a long time. It brings me back to my childhood, but it's so smart texting the word food to the word pantry. Which um, I, I can literally look on a on a phone and just figure out what those numbers are. But that's the best way for you to sign up, and for you to 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 be fed, frankly, to meet your needs, to meet your family's needs, and to be in touch with Muspia. You, of course, you can always go to muspia.org if you're able to donate. Donate what you can. Every donation is appreciated. And again, there are opportunities for volunteers, limited opportunities, but there are opportunities for volunteers. Folks, they give out over 2 million meals a year, and that's not during COVID. So do what you can and make sure to support Masbia this Thanksgiving season as well as every season upcoming. Alexander Rappaport, I thank you as always for your time and for your continued committed service to this community and to you and all of your heroes at Muspia. It is a continued job well done. Stay warm outside, folks. Thank you. Thank you to you and your family on all the support you've been giving us. Thank you. It's absolutely our pleasure. Maspia.org. Give what you can. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. The live lunch will start in just a few moments. Guys, make sure not to miss this live lunch. Nachum and I have not been on the air together in in two weeks, three weeks. I know. Nachum will say it'll be like, it's like a month. It's like six months. It's like a year. Hear all about the exaggeration and the hyperbole at 11 a.m. this morning. Guys, I can't say it again, muspia.org. We are closing today with a new single that was dropped just a few weeks ago by Shmuley Unger and by Ohad. It's called Bar Elu, and it is being played on repeat in my kitchen. Live lunch at 11. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Omri, 
Oh, you know, you tell about the hoodos, you may recall. 